This is the Hoosier Ag Today morning podcast on the 15th of February, 2023. Good morning. I'm Andy Eubank. The podcast brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust, proudly serving local farms, families, and agribusiness for over 135 years. They're online at ffbt.com. Coming up today, C.J. Miller on the push for more funding for the Indiana Animal Disease Diagnostic Laboratory. Eric Pfeiffer previewing the National Farm Machinery Show opening today. Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin says more mild temps today and dry. And Tuesday ag markets felt the inflation report pressures. Settlements and Arlen Suderman analysis coming up on the Who's Your Ag Today Wednesday morning podcast. The land of the free is also the home of the hardworking. What if this is the year you take your farm operation to the next level? At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we're proud to serve the people who not only work until the sun goes down, but until the job is done. With over 135 years of commitment to agriculture, we'll find the solution that's right for your operation today and tomorrow. Visit ffbt.com to learn more. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The High Ground Podcast. Everything from energy and fuel. It's uh, Memorial Day weekend, going to be 87 to 89, maybe low 90s all weekend. So we thought we'd bring Scott Heine in. So we'll talk about home heat. (laughs) (laughs) To agriculture. Anytime we can help a farmer grow their business and meet their goals, that's a proud moment for me. And, well, other things. For some reason, like and subscribe. We don't know why, but that's important. We want you to do it on your own, but we're going to tell you. (laughs) Listen now on all platforms. The push for more funding for Indiana's Animal Disease Diagnostic Laboratory and the National Farm Machinery Show kicks off today in Louisville. I'm C.J. Miller, and this is Hoosier Ag Today. Well, as your Indiana lawmakers are putting together the state's budget for the next two years, several ag groups, including Indiana Farm Bureau, are pushing for additional funding for Indiana's Animal Disease Diagnostic Laboratory. Indiana is so rich in agriculture that the lab plays a very critical role in maintaining and helping grow the agriculture in our state. And that's Dr. Kenitra Hendricks, director of the Indiana Animal Disease Diagnostic Laboratory at Purdue's campus, or ADDL for short. She says the lab supports Indiana's ag industry by testing for diseases that impact animal production, including avian influenza in poultry and African swine fever in hogs. The role that ADDL plays is quick, rapid response to any sort of concern on an animal production facility. We respond rapidly and perform those diagnostic tests so that appropriate decisions can be made at the farm level. That's why Dr. Hendricks says more funding is needed to hire additional staff to quickly turn around those testing results. And so we are the state agency that provides these testing not only to identify the positives so that the producers can mitigate those positive results, but also it's very important when we have the negative results because that allows business to continue even in um, the midst of an outbreak. She adds that ADDL needs to upgrade its computer hardware and software systems to better help support Indiana's multi-billion dollar animal industries. The funding will help us to be more cutting edge with our technology and specifically since you mentioned of the computer systems, it's very important that we get the funding so we can upgrade our laboratory information management system, which is the way the clients interact with the lab through sample submission to receiving their results, and that will greatly enhance our clients' experience with the lab. Last year, the Indiana ADDL conducted over 12,000 PCR tests 
for avian influenza. Read more about the need for additional funding for the Indiana Animal Disease Diagnostic Laboratory at Purdue's campus at HoosierAgToday.com. Well, the National Farm Machinery Show in Louisville runs today through Saturday at the Kentucky Exposition Center. Eric Pfeiffer has more. With over 1.2 million square feet of exhibit space, the National Farm Machinery Show is the largest indoor farm show in the United States. Farmers from around the Midwest and the country make their way to Louisville to check out the cutting-edge ag products, equipment, and technology on the show floor and in the free seminars that are offered. The Big Iron is a big draw, but farmers are also looking to finalize seed decisions for 2023. Todd Jeffries is vice president of Seed Genetics Direct. We select on plant health and agronomics first and then yield. I think a lot of the big seed companies select yield only and hope that the plant holds together throughout the growing season. That can work out well sometimes, but also in a rough, uh, hot, dry spell, those kind of hybrids tend to fall apart and fall flat pretty quickly. Jeffrey says 2022 was a great year for Seed Genetics Direct hybrids and varieties, and they've gone through the process now of finding the best new hybrids and varieties for the upcoming season. You know, with these endless beans, uh, there's more and more companies breeding them now. I talked to somebody the other day, they tried E3s three years ago, didn't like them, but I told them like, hey, there's a lot of new hot stuff on the market. You might want to reevaluate because we do have some really strong lines that are going to hit big. Jeffries believes their job at Seed Genetics Direct is to make things easier for you, the farmer. We do publish our price sheet in the back of our seed guide, so you know what the price is and you don't have to go through 10 phone calls to figure out how big you are and different discount schedules you qualify for. So our price is in our seed guide. We have an early pay discount. Pretty simple and straightforward. We kind of like keeping things as simple as possible. Makes the headaches less severe. Jeffries and other Seed Genetics Direct employees will be answering your questions in the North Wing, booth 4358, at the National Farm Machinery Show this week. I'm Eric Pfeiffer. And I'm C.J. Miller. Who's your ag today? Indiana's most listened to farm radio network. Your operating loan for your farm needs to cover all that could be. That's why Farm Credit Mid-America offers flexible financing options to take care of the day-to-day so you can free up capital to maximize opportunities for your farm. Use our online banking or mobile app to conveniently check funds so you always know how much cash you have on hand and can plan for what's ahead. To find an operating loan that works for you, visit e-farmcredit.com. Subject to credit approval, additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Mid-America is an equal opportunity lender. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Who's Your Act Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. Your Wednesday, not looking too shabby here overall. We had a little bit of moisture try and pop up overnight last night. It is now done, pushing away to the east and north. We're getting sunshine back. And temperatures are staying mild for Wednesday for sure. Honestly, temperatures stay mild tomorrow as well. But tomorrow we have rain pushing up, lifting up over the entire state. Rain starts in southwest Indiana shortly near or after sunrise and then spreads over the rest of the state through the day. Quarter to one, one and a quarter inch rainfall totals. The bigger amounts are going to be downstate, but everybody sees rain here today. Cold air comes in behind the front, but I don't think it gets in here quick enough to cause snow. The snow seems to be farther north in parts of Michigan. So rain and rain only, and then we get cloudy and cold overnight. Into Friday, we're looking at clouds and some sunshine, but still quite cold as an Arctic high sits over the eastern Corn Belt. Cold air lingers into early Saturday. Then we see temperatures moderate Saturday afternoon, Sunday, Monday of next week. 
Monday night, Tuesday, a few scattered hit and miss rain showers can pop up. A few hundreds to a tenth or two, that is all. But we're really gearing up for a bigger weather system late next week. Thursday into and through Friday, rain, maybe even ending as snow. It's going to be interesting. There's definitely snow north of I-80 going back into the plains and upper Midwest. But where does that want to dive to? We will see. So gear up for a big batch of moisture the end of next week. And then we probably see these temperatures yo-yo again going into the final week of February. Cold air diving in for a day or two, and then moderating temperatures trying to push right back. That's the way your forecast is stacking up. I'm meteorologist Ryan Martin. Grains and oil seeds, like many commodities and the stock market, take a Tuesday dip. This is Who's Your Ag Today in the Tuesday Farm Market Review. I'm Andy Eubank. The review brought to you by Seed Genetics Direct. Visit them in the North Wing at the National Farm Machinery Show, and they'll even give you a price list. Value, knowledge, performance. It's in their genetics. Tuesday markets did sell off. We have settlements coming up. First, market analysis. And for that, I checked in with Arlen Suderman at StoneX. Arlen, we have mostly lower markets after corn and wheat did trade higher at times during the Tuesday trading day. But the markets are under some pressure. As a matter of fact, money flow isn't really favoring much of anything on a Tuesday. Yeah, you're exactly right. And it's it's Wall Street trying to digest the uh, inflation data that came out this morning in light of the fact that we still have some other critical data due out over the next couple of days as well for retail sales and additional inflation data and some manufacturing data. So there's a, there's a nervousness. Ironically, the VIX, which is Wall Street's fear index, is trading at a relatively low level considering where it's been trading much of the last couple of years. It's below 20 and kind of trending lower today. So I would suggest there's not a lot of fear on Wall Street, but maybe a hesitancy to really commit to any type of positions until we see some of the other data. Basically, that CPI data showed that the year-on-year inflation numbers are continuing to trend lower, the lowest levels they've been since 2021, but not as low as expected. And when you look at the month-on-month data, that suggests that inflation pressures are coming back. In fact, some of the month-on-month data was the strongest that we've seen since the peak of the inflation problem. And so that says, combined with the jobs report that we had the first of the month, that the Fed was correct in not pivoting on its policy and maintaining a hawkish view of monetary policy. That raises risks that the Fed will take rates higher for longer than what was orig- than what the market thinks, increasing the risks of recession, which tends to decrease demand for commodities. And so we saw general weakness across both the equities and the commodities today, although the tech sector did come back late in the day, uh, suggesting that maybe the market's thinking, well, it's not convinced we're going to have trouble either. So we'll see what tomorrow brings. In the grains and oil seeds, early in the trading session, it was wheat that was the strongest of the three, corn, soybeans, and wheat. So I thought despite the inflation report, 
Maybe the Black Sea region issues are helping support the wheat market, but that support has uh, apparently dried up. Yeah, exactly right. Corn and soybeans gave way to the pressure that much of the rest of the commodity sector saw as Wall Street traded this morning CPI numbers. But wheat kind of held in there, especially the hard red wheats up Kansas City, Minneapolis, trying to maintain some war risk premium in that market or even add to it. Uh, but eventually the selling pressure, the headwinds became too much and we saw um, that evaporate those gains as well going into late in the session. Of course, another element that has been consistently in play is South American weather, probably primarily in Argentina. What's the update there? Argentina remains dry. They were hot over the weekend. They are cooling off and moderating now. Now it's summertime, so I'll put that in perspective. But they're expected to generally average below normal temperatures over the next 10 days, with the next 15 days averaging below normal precipitation. So, um, so maybe some heat coming back in the 11 to 15 day period. The bottom line is we're still adding some stress to the crop, expanding to about uh, 60 to 65 percent of the crop area here over the next week to 10 days, seeing yield expectations come down. Um, so that's supportive. On the other hand, some of the concerns about excessive rains, delaying soybean harvest, delaying safrina corn planting harvest, which may result in a smaller corn crop. Talking to our people there in Brazil earlier today, they're still not too concerned about the excessive rains. They said most of the rains, heavy rains, are coming late in the afternoon after they've had a day of sunshine and heat so they can pr progress with harvest during those times, then park it when the thunderstorms roll in late. They can plant the safrina corn behind the combines and it has moisture for coming up and getting established. And the, and the prices down there provide an incentive to plant that corn, even if it does end up being on the late side. Arlen Suderman there, Chief Commodities Economist at StoneX.com. On the Tuesday, market review here on Hat. The settlements, March corn, 682 and a quarter. It ended down two and three quarters. May, two and a half lower, 679 and three quarters. In July, a penny and a half lower, 667 and three quarters. A nickel and a quarter down. March beans, 1537 and a half. May, 1530, dipping six cents. Also, six cents lower. March wheat, 786. The meats mixed. April live cattle, 164, 67, down 42. And April lean hogs, a 90 cent gain going to 87.25. I'm Ian Eubank with the Tuesday Market Review. This is Who's Your Ag Today. Timely, relevant, credible.